Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Yes, we're dropping a Sunday recap episode, something we normally don't do. But obviously, the Super Bowl ended a little bit earlier than I thought it would. So I figured, why not drop the recap on the day that the game ended? And well, Super Bowl 57 is officially over with. The 2022-23 to season is officially over with. And man, what a great Super Bowl game it was. But it definitely finished on some major controversy, a very controversial call that was on Eagles defensive back James Bradbury, a call in which shouldn't have even really been called. But regardless, we're going to break down the game talking about, you know, the first half, second half, you know, some stats, you know, what we what we normally do. And then obviously we've got to talk about the amazing halftime performance by Rihanna and her comeback. So anyways, y'all. Before we do get into into today's episode, please make sure, guys, that if you are enjoying the episodes, you're enjoying the interviews and everything that we drop here on the Cover 7 podcast, make sure that you hit the notification button, the little bell. Make sure you hit the follow button. You know, Also, if you're feeling a little bit generous, make sure you subscribe and become one of the monthly supporters here on Anchor.fm. But anyways, y'all, like I always say, I don't want to waste y'all's time. I don't want to waste time. Don't want to waste my time either. And honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to talking a little bit about the Super Bowl. So let's get right into it. Now, the final, I'm just going to outright give it to y'all. Kansas City, they win the Super Bowl 38-35 to over the Philadelphia Eagles. A game that literally came down to the final seconds. One that was really neck and neck throughout the entirety. So we didn't have any blowouts. We didn't have anything, you know, of that nature. It was honestly a really good game to kick it off. Philadelphia on their first drive and something they that we've pretty much seen them do the entire season. They would go down the field and get right into the end zone, which uh, Jalen Hurts would actually get into the end zone for his first time of the day, which he would actually have three rushing touchdowns in this game, which is the first time that has ever happened, ever happened in Super Bowl history. So Jalen Hurts really played out of his mind in this game and gave everything that he could to win this. So really a lot of the blame does not fall on the offense of the Philadelphia Eagles because they bought out in their own respective way. But then the following drive, the Kansas City Chiefs, they would immediately respond to the Eagles as they would go down the field and then get right into the end zone. Patrick Mahomes, who's coming off winning his second MVP last week, he had himself one heck of a game, you know, re-aggravated that ankle injury a little bit right before halftime, would come right back out, and it looked like nothing had happened. Now, I was jokingly saying with some of my family members and friends, I'm like, you know, this feels like a literal script, you know, it's kind of been this you know, league-wide joke of a script. I think it was Arian Foster said on a podcast or something, and they were jokingly talking about, you know, how the NFL scripted and everything they do. And I was jokingly saying, you know, this would be the perfect script, right? Patrick Mahomes gets injured right before halftime. Everybody's talking about, will he be able to return, you know, and if he does return, how well is he going to play, yada, yada, yada. And then in the second half, comes back, plays phenomenal, and leads the Chiefs to a comeback win. And funny enough, that is exactly what would happen because Philadelphia would actually lead the Chiefs 24-14 to at half, in, in which was just a very dominant game by the Eagles offense. I mean, their offense really played lights out throughout the entirety of their game, but their defense, which has been a strong suit for them this entire season, and something, and I even remember saying it in the recap, in the uh, preview episode for the Super Bowl, 
like that would really be what could you know kind of hobble the Chiefs' offense. But and Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, their play calling was absolutely ridiculous in this game. Always getting somebody open, whether that was Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field or getting guys open in the flats like Isaiah Pacheco and Sky Moore. Isaiah Pacheco, a guy who I've been really high on. If you guys have been listening throughout the entire year, you know that guy has easily been one of the best rookies in the league this season and has truly been a different a difference maker for this Kansas City Chief offense. He would have 15 carries in this game for 76 yards rushing and one touchdown. I mean, he balled out of his mind. Uh, Travis Kelsey continued to do Travis Kelsey things, being able to get wide open in the middle of the field, which has kind of become almost like a normal thing for him. Six receptions for 81 yards receiving and one touchdown. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, a guy who was signed as a free agent, you know, once he got done being a Steeler, Really hadn't done anything crazy throughout the year. And, you know, through the first half of the game, Juju, I think, only had one reception. But in the second half, he started going off. Got six receptions in the second half for a total of 53 yards on seven receptions. And really helped, get, you know, helped give the Chiefs the lead in the second half. Um, and another guy that was really huge for him was Kadarius Toney, you know, Traded form from the New York Giants, the former first-round pick of the Giants, who had dealt with a lot of injury issues. The Giants felt, okay, this was kind of a waste. We'll just trade him off to the Chiefs out of all teams. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea, which I think now it kind of turned into a good idea because the Chiefs were able to beat their rivals in the Super Bowl. But Kadarius Toney actually had the longest punt return in NFL history in this game with a 65-yard punt return. So, hey, Kadarius Toney started to look a little bit like his Florida self in this game, his 2020 Florida self in this game with that 65-yard punt return. Harrison Butker, who actually would be the savior in this game for the Kansas City Chiefs, he would miss his first field goal, but when it mattered the most, he was able to actually kick the game-winning field goal, which was a 27-yarder. But, um, you know, as great as the offense was for the Chiefs, right, you knew the offense was going to be solid. You know, as long as you had Patrick Mahomes on the field, regardless if he's hobbled, regardless if he has half an ankle, he still has an impressive arm. He's going to be able to get get the ball to his wide receivers where and when he needs to get it there. But the problem in this game really had to have been both of the defenses because I feel like both of the defenses in this game really struggled. I mean, I know the Chiefs, they were able to stop the Eagles on that final drive, which, I mean, the Eagles pretty much had to just chunk the ball up into infinity to be able to even have a chance. But the Chiefs' defense also did let up some really big plays by that Eagles offense. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown both had long receptions of 45 yards apiece. Devontae Smith had some incredible catches in this game, including one which set up what at the time would have been the game-tying um, touchdown as Devontae Smith on the day with seven receptions for 100 yards receiving. He had one impressive catch, and I posted it on TikTok and Instagram on our social medias, at Cover 7 with Mason. Y'all can judge it for yourself if that was a catch or not. I think personally that should have been a catch because if I remember correctly, it was called a catch on the field. So it should have remained a catch, but regardless, Devontae Smith, he did his thing. A.J. Brown, he did his thing. Came up clutch on third down, or came up clutch on a couple third downs. Six receptions for 96 yards receiving and one touchdown. Dallas Goddard also was phenomenal in this game. Six receptions for 60 yards receiving. And like I mentioned a little bit early on, Jalen Hurts really was the heart and soul of this you know, Eagles offense in this game. 15 carries for 70 yards rushing and three rushing touchdowns, the most in Super Bowl history by a quarterback. We just talked about that. 
And then also throwing the football, Jalen Hurts was pretty effective in this game. Only had 11 incompletions, 27 of 38 for 304 yards receiving, and or not receiving, passing, and also had one passing touchdown on the day, which would go to A.J. Brown. So the Eagles offense did what they needed to do, but their defense, man, they were getting absolutely sliced and diced by that Kansas City Chief offense. And then really... And what made all the difference in the world was the one mistake Jalen Hurts did make in this game, which he ended up fumbling the snap, which will go right to Nick Bolton, who has been an incredible player, incredible linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs. He would recover that fumble and go right into the end zone for a Chiefs touchdown. And that would actually end up being the difference in this game. I mean, obviously, Kansas City had an amazingly strong fourth quarter, putting up 17 points. But, you know, a lot of credit needs to be given you know, to the Chiefs for their defense and how they were able to step up in the fourth quarter after struggling the first three, which they allowed 27 points through the first three quarters and then in the final one only allowed a touchdown and that two-point conversion. But this was really a fun game, man. This was, I mean, honestly, this was probably one of the better Super Bowls we've had in the past few years. I mean, the past few years, we've had some pretty good Super Bowls. You know, last year, Joe Burrow taking on the Rams the year before that we had I think that was the Tampa Bay and Kansas City game so we've had some pretty solid Super Bowls and this one just continued to add to the list and it definitely did not disappoint and another thing that did not disappoint I mentioned it when we we're doing our little intro and everything like that was Rihanna and her halftime performance you could easily say this was probably the best halftime performance we've ever had um when she did, I think, it's sorry for all you Rihanna fans out there. I don't know every song name and everything like that. But when she did her song, All the Lights, I mean, that stadium pretty much erupted. Everybody had their phone lights on. I mean, it from some Twitter videos I've seen and just, you know, videos on the Internet and whatever, it looked incredible. I mean, also, she was able to announce that she's pregnant with her second child. So congratulations to her for that as well. But, I mean, man, it was good seeing her back, you know, making her comeback and everything. And, man... What a way it was to reintroduce herself back into the music industry and especially on a huge platform like the Super Bowl being the halftime show. But definitely, if y'all haven't seen it, make sure y'all go check it out because Rihanna absolutely just demolished that halftime show. But um, now, let's kind of get back to some football things and everything like that. So now, you know, we're looking at the end of the game. Oh, it's the final drive. The Chiefs, after Patrick Mahomes had an incredible, I forgot how long of a run it was. Let me look real quick. A 26-yard rush on, you know, a banged-up ankle, which it didn't look like he was that banged up. So, But he had a really strong 26-yard rush to set up the Chiefs pretty much in red zone territory. And, well, you know, obviously at that point, I think there was under two minutes. So the Eagles are going to have to burn through their timeouts. And it was third down, crucial third down, right? The Chiefs, it's obviously, a, you know, kind of a pass scenario or they could just run the ball and accept the field goal. But, you know, Chiefs being a little bit aggressive, they decided to actually go with the pass play. I think they were lined up in shotgun, if I remember. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster ends up getting covered by James Bradbury. There's, you know, it's a little bit of hand fighting, but nothing egregious. You could, I mean, I know Chiefs fans are going to say, obviously, there was a hold. But when you watch the replay, he really didn't hold on to him. He just kind of grabbed the jersey a little bit, which is something you're allowed to do within the first three yards. Or, like, once you, I think it's like the first three yards, you're, you're able to do that. But once you, you know, get out of that, you have to let go. But in reality, I don't think he really tugged on his jersey. He really just kind of hit it or kind of grasped it for a second. Juju Smith went on with the route and everything like that. 
but they still ended up calling a really late holding call, which is something that's going to get talked about probably for the next few days, and rightfully so because that literally ended the game. Now, and, and you know, everybody's probably like, what do you mean uh, the Chiefs would have still gotten the field goal? You're right. The Chiefs would have still gotten the field goal, but the Eagles would have gotten the ball back with about a minute and 30 seconds left on the clock, which is more than enough time to get down the field and, and you know kick the game-tying field goal or potentially get the game-winning field goal. So, Eagles fans, I know everybody hates them, but they do have a great argument in the fact that that penalty should have never been called. And yes, that penalty probably cost them the game, but also... It's not just that one call that cost them the game. It's all those drives in which you let Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense just get, you know, wide open. I mean, Sky Moore, when they were down in the red zone, he was literally just wide open in the flat. I mean, there was nobody to cover him. Like, I don't I think that's that's one of the that's been one of the rare times I've seen a guy that wide open. I literally turned around, looked at my grandmother, and I'm like whose responsibility was it like because if that zone there should have been a guy over there and I mean they break it down and everything like that obviously on the broadcast but this was definitely one of those games where there's going to be a lot of fingers being pointed obviously the Super Bowl you know everybody's got to find a way to kind of you know avoid the loss and all that but you know as more as I've kind of cooled down a little bit and I've you know looked at how the game went and you know not overreacted like I did at first when I saw that call because when I first saw that call I mean I almost and I'm not an Eagles fan. I'm, I mean, I'm a Cowboys guy, so obviously I do not like the Eagles. But being a football guy and loving this sport and seeing how refs have kind of negatively impacted games, and it's you know they've done it to the Chiefs too. They've done it to every team in the league. It's just it's kind of obnoxious when you start to see it a lot of times in crucial moments like this, especially in the biggest game of the year and what you could say almost in all of sports. And I mean, all you soccer fans, basketball fans, whatever can get mad, but the Super Bowl. It's one of the biggest, you know, not even just, you know, sporting events. It's also one of the biggest entertainment events of the year. So doing something like that in a game this crucial, like a call like that, is not a great call. And then also to, you know, add insult to injury, the ref, the, the uh, officiating crew is notoriously known for being one of the worst in the NFL. So that obviously did not, you know, help the NFL whatsoever. But... The Chiefs, they were able to, you know, come back in the second half with a strong performance by Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chief offense. As once again, the Chiefs, they're Super Bowl champions for the second time in the past three years. As Patrick Mahomes not only gets his second MVP this year, he also gets his second Super Bowl championship as the Chiefs go on to beat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. to And if you're the Eagles, no need to hang your heads or anything like that because this was an amazing season for y'all. Y'all were NFC champions. You easily could have won this Super Bowl. You, you know, really went neck-to-neck -neck with this team, which had looked absolutely incredible throughout the year. I definitely think this team could potentially be back in this position next season, especially if you're able to retain Jalen Hurts. First off, Jalen Hurts is going to be wanting a contract extension. If you're Howie Roseman in the Eagles front office, pay the man whatever he wants. He showcased it tonight. He got them out of some pretty bad situations when the pocket collapsed and had to run out, had to scramble out of the pocket. There's not a lot of quarterbacks that can do that, and Jalen Hurts, you know, showed that he really is what Carson Wentz should have been, right? This was the guy that the Eagles thought they were going to get out of Carson Wentz, but instead they got it out of Jalen Hurts. So pay him your money. 
you know, pay some other guys, keep them on the team. And I definitely think we could see this Eagles team back in the Super Bowl potentially next year or at least making it back to the NFC Championship game. But regardless, guys, that's going to do it for our final recap of the year. This pains me because I loved making these for you guys. And I, you know, we've got to wait a little bit until then. But for all you NFL guys out there, you know, you know, I got my I got my college football people. You know, we're still going to keep dropping um, catching up with college football episodes. I'm sorry I didn't drop one last week. There just was absolutely nothing to really talk about in the college football world. But we do have some good things we're going to be talking about in this week's Catching Up a College Football episode. And then next Friday, or next Thursday, or next Wednesday, one of those two days, I'll figure it out and I'll let y'all know, we're going to be dropping a new series same thing as catching up with college football, but it's going to be catching up with the NFL where we talk about offseason news, trades, free agent signings, draft news, literally everything that you can imagine. We will be talking about that in our new series, Catching Up With College Football. So make sure y'all check it out. Um, guys, you've been wonderful. I truly have absolutely enjoyed my first full year being able to do these recap preview episodes, being able to do Catching Up With College Football episodes, and then soon catching up with the NFL. So guys, truly thank you for making this, you know, such a lifelong dream come true. I mean, y'all have been amazing. Continue to do what y'all are doing. I hope y'all are succeeding in everything that y'all want in life. And um guys, I love y'all so much. I'll catch y'all back here on Monday tomorrow as we're going to be dropping a interview like we always do. So guys, I will see you then and have a great rest of y'all's night. Peace.